Welcome everybody to my daily wrestling podcast. This is Darren, aka Mr. Dorse Fists. I'm here to give you all the news, reviews, previews for Raw Smackdown, NXT, and all of the wrestling world right now. Like I said, I'm here daily, so without any further ado, let's get into it because today's show is going to be a good one. Hello, everybody. Darren here, Mr. Dorse Fists. Giving you the SmackDown review before SummerSlam in the Thunderdome. <laughs> SmackDown took took place last night, 21st of August, Friday. Um, Friday SmackDown. Before I start, I just uh, look. I listen to what culture rest, and like I said, I listen to their reviews. I don't take anything from their r- reviews because sometimes I listen to them after I've made my, my own. I haven't even heard the SmackDown review. Yet. I don't think it's up. They, they've, they've done it yet, but it should be up in the next two hours or so. I haven't also even watched What Culture News. I've seen nothing. I haven't been on Twitter since SmackDown was on, so I haven't seen anything. I haven't, In fact, I haven't been on social media since SmackDown ended at 3 o'clock this morning. So it's now 12 o'clock. It's picking to, to, to rain on a Saturday morning slash afternoon. And like I said, I'm going to give my own quick views before Smack, I start the review. First of all, it was a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Again, little bits of ups and downs like all the shows are. Right, I just want to talk about the Thunderdome. Fantastic, the lighting is looks like a, re- a mini WrestleMania inside of uh, the Army Center in Florida, which holds about 25,000 people, maximum capacity. WWE normally do crowds in arenas that are about 10 to 20,000, average for own SmackDown on a normal weekly basis before the coronavirus started. Sometimes they sold those, sometimes they not, but 25,000 is the maximum they can fit in that arena. Now, as you've already made it, you've already seen pictures, you might have watched SmackDown, I don't know, quite sure. But you know they could fill that arena out. Now, the lighting, brilliant. The uh, sort of spider shape thing above the ring, like I said, like a mini WrestleMania projects all the views on top of the, the, the lighting board. All the entrances were good. Naomi's, Jeff Hardy's, The Fiend's, Braun Strowman's, Bailey Sasha, every Cesaro's looked amazing. Everybody on SmackDown last night, the entrances and music and video trons and that, lit up the arena. It looked fucking fantastic. I got one minor gripe with it. Or two in a way. One, the announcer's table is back where it was, fair enough. I liked it on the left-hand side of the arena, just out of sight, because I do want to see Michael Cole and Cody Graves every, every two minutes. Anyway, it's the same for Owen SmackDown. I, I wouldn't like it either. But anyway, that's one little gripe. And the other gripe is, I know I'm. we've been out to the... Um, performance center now the, the the first week i don't miss the performance center i miss Ron smackdown sets before the coronavirus started smackdown had that four four five arches coming through like a mini tunnel and raw had like the skateboarding ramp you know it was like shaped like a like a big fat l you know like, like a big skateboard ramp this thunderdome Above the ring, all around the ring, fantastic. When it goes up to the ring and the sides of the Titantrons, I like the five bars each side, like on your left, on your right, and above it. I like the five bars. What I don't like is the same rectangular Titantrons. Basically, they have a lower Tron where they walk out from the back where you've got a mini square Tron, and next to it, you've got two square ones. That's the same. And above it, you've got like a rectangular Tron, which they've had for the last 12 years when they turned to HD in February 2008. Is 2020 the WVAD square trons for years? I know it's a mini nitpick, but it looks exactly the same as an average pit view arena setup. 
I'd rather there's like the smaller Tron at the bottom where they come from, be like a, a circular Tron or a triangle. It's always the same square, square, rectangle. It doesn't give a new vibe to me. When they come out, everything still looks exactly the same, apart from the five bars of light to the left, to the right. It may be under the Tron and above the Tron, I think it is, but the actual Tron and small Tron and where they come out is still the same. It's the same 2016 setup. It's 2020. Like, yeah, you've got your lights. You've got it. You've done it. W has done a fantastic job with the Thunderdome. i got to be honest with you. I hate the name, but they've done a brilliant job. But they could have made more effort with the presentation of the Titan Trons. Like SummerSlam on Sunday now. Smackdown was blue last night, obviously. SummerSlam is going to be a mixture of orange, yellow, blue and red. It's going to be the same Tron. Like, like make the Titan Tron where they, where, they, where they walk through, like a circle Tron with some beech trees. Some palm trees or a deck chair somewhere. Or at least have a little bit of an area with sand and a deck chair. Make SummerSlam feel special. You know, like Raw, it'll just be red, which is fair enough. I know, I'm just saying the colours. But make each show feel slightly different because it might get old really quick. I've never blabbed on over the last four minutes. But make Raw and SmackDown. Raw, SmackDown and the pay-per-views are going to be held at that arena. NXT is not at the moment. They're still going to be taped at full sale take over tight unfortunately is going to be a, a full sale which is a bit of a shame you know it is it is a, a shame but make each show feel different otherwise this lighting show they've done is going to get bored it's going to get you're, you're going to get bored of seeing it within three weeks i guarantee that i'm not slagging them off i'm not putting them down they've made an effort fantastic great you made an effort WWE. well done it's taken you fucking long enough but at the end of the day three weeks time i'm going to get bored of the raw smackdown set straight away because it's the same colors there's nothing different about the show. Like on Raw, on Raw, SmackDown last night was rectangular. Yeah, it was the first show they might change it. I doubt it. They're very, very, very uh, complacent, complacent. They don't tend to change a lot of things. For Raw then, or SummerSlam, like I said, SummerSlam, I have a deck chair, I have palm trees, just by the arena. Even if the, the, the Titans are still square, make the set look slightly different. Make it have the pay-per-view feel. SmackDown last night looked fantastic. It looked brilliant. The lighting, the, the way everything was done, the virtual crowd. I didn't notice they were there. I didn't really care about the virtual crowd, to be honest. But, you know, it was a good show. I love it. Just make Raw and SmackDown differently. For Raw, have the Titan Tron a triangle shape. Or remove the Titan Tron for Raw, like the, the, the bottom one, and just have the big screen. Have each show feel different. You know what I'm trying to say. Make me feel, think, oh, I can't wait to watch Raw. I wonder what happens on Raw. No, Raw's going to be SmackDown, just with red, red, red light, red light, light in, like. And SummerSlam's going to be the same as SmackDown. It doesn't feel like a, a, a pay-per-view. Just add your own decorations. Don't be a multi-billion pound company. SmackDown, just have it like it was last night. SummerSlam, palm trees, a beach ball, a little bit of sand, because I've seen there's a lot of seating area that wasn't used for anything at all. So, you know what I mean? So just chuck some... And on, on Raw... Just remove the beach thing and I, you know, and I have something slightly different for Raw. Oh, I have Raw, I have like the announce table at the top like it normally is. And I have something slightly different for Raw. Make Raw Smackdown and the pay-per-views they have there look slightly different. Even if it's a minor tweak with a, a Titan Tron not being there, a different shape, a different angle, located somewhere else, I don't care. Make each show feel special, because trust me, like I said, within three, four weeks, you're going to get bored of the Thunderdome. I guarantee that, because it's always going to look the same. And that we can't be fucking lazy. Anyway, my rant over. I apologise. I had to get that in there before I actually started. Now, SmackDown starts off with the egomaniac Vince McMahon. He had to, he had to be in the ring first. Um, in all fairness to him, he was ready in the ring, so his entrance didn't come on, so that's pretty cool. Didn't waste no time. He basically welcomed us to the Thunderdome. It's 2020. He hopes we enjoy it all, blah, 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 blah. The lights go out. The Fiend comes down the ring. 
fucking amazing. I think they only done it together, the, the Fiend, to come out and make the arena look fantastic in red and black and white and orange and that. It was fucking brilliant. The colours, it lit up everywhere. Fantastic entrance by the Fiend. He gets, he puts the lantern on the um, outside the ring. He leaves it there. He gets in the ring. He stays with Vince McMahon. He laughs a little bit. He mimics Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon takes a step back. The Fiend takes a step back. He's doing a mirror image of what Vince is doing. I didn't really get it, but I kind of got it as soon as Braun Strowman music hit. It's just an excuse for the entrances to look good and Strowman to come out. Strowman comes out with the Strowman Express, which I hate, by the way. I think it's cheesy. I don't like Braun Strowman. I never have. I never will. Um, yeah, you know, he comes out. Um, him and Bray square off. Uh, Bray Wyatt is laughing a bit. He's got his tongue out. Braun Strowman's look, look at him intense, and then he laughs. Bit of psychological warfare. Then the lights start flickering. Then retribution come out. Uh, loads of them this time. Somehow they've grown an army now. They, they started off as five or six. Then, then they went down to four. Then they went to five. Then last week there's about seven. This week now we got four thousand six hundred and forty-six. They all surrounded the, the 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 ring. Bray Wyatt. Now, if you ask me, Bray Wyatt is turned slightly face because the Strowman's throwing Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And he saved, well, he tried saving her. Strowman is known as the heel. But this week, Bray Wyatt looked like he was the heel because they all surrounded the ring. Bray Wyatt, the fiend, he, he said goodbye to Braun Strowman. The lights went out. They came back on. The fiend had gone. And um, a retribution was throwing Braun Strowman on, on, on his own. Now you think Braun Strowman's a heel. Retribution are the heels as well. They beat the fuck into Braun Strowman, basically. They beat him down. Um... Then some part of the WWE roster came out, one batch of 10. They started attacking him. The numbers were still things. Strowman was still down a little bit. Then another batch led by Baron Corbin run down. They started clearing the ring. Retribution ran off. Braun Strowman, I think he big booked it or power slammed Drew Gulak. I don't know why, because they do have a bit of a history, but I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think Strowman had to show that he was a heel, power slamming Drew Lack, if that makes sense. So I think Retribution were heels attacking the big one, big heel at the moment, Braun Strowman. And then Braun Strowman power slams Drew Gulak for helping him, basically, to show he's still a heel. Because Drew Gulak's a baby face. That's the only logic I can get about it. Bray Wyatt left him high and dry, the fiend. He waved at him. So either that was his part of a mind game, but that was kind of a heel move as well, to leave someone in the ring on their own. So maybe towards SummerSlam, they're trying to tell us these are two monsters going head to head. Strowman being the ultimate monster heel. Bray Wyatt still playing the fiend heel, but Bray Wyatt is more the baby face out of the two. I think that's the way they're trying to paint this picture. Strange start to SmackDown, but you know, fair enough. Backstage, all the W superstars are arguing. Uh, basically just saying, Big Big E's like, you know, we can't let Red Retribution take us down. Sheamus still being the dickhead heel, even though he just helped them kick their ass. You know, everyone ran to the ring. He wanted to fight Big E. He fought Big Big, Big E. All the SmackDown roster, well, most of it was on the outside. Mixture of mid-card faces and heels and the Miz and that. Basically, Big Big E won. Basically, Big E won. They're going to push him. I think he's going to have a feud with Sheamus up, uh, up until payback. I reckon him and Sheamus want to want a payback. That's where they had this match tonight because they can't fight the summer sound because the card's already stacked and full. So I'm assuming the Sheamus and Big E feud is going to continue. Sheamus, again, will probably win one or two matches, but Big E will win the blow-off match probably at WWE payback or possibly Night of Champions at the end of September. It's the only thing I, I, I can think of with that. But they're pushing Big E to the moon. He deserves it. Sheamus will probably pick up one or two random victories in a tag team match or something in the next few weeks with him. But Big E will win the field overall. After that, push Big E and push Sheamus. Sheamus, I've always said, he's a fantastic heel. He's a dickhead heel. But he deserves to be... Since he's come back, 
His win-loss record's been good against the jobbers, but against the main talent, you can't call Chad Gable the same because he's fought Chad Gable like eight times and beat him and Apollo Crews before he moved to, to Raw. But you know what I'm trying to say. Push Sheamus. Give him the IC title. Also, all the world title push soon. The same as Big E. I can see Big E and Sheamus getting pushed, but Big E's going to get more of a push. He deserves it. Um, then we had a, a promo for Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton for SummerSlam. Then my favourite part of the show, because this is where it showed, Sasha and Bailey's breakdown. I like the way they've done it. Um, people might not get the way why Sasha won and Bailey lost, or why Bailey was acting more of a heel. Sasha questioning her. I thought it was brilliant. Interview with Sasha and Bailey by Cody Graves. Cody Graves being the ultimate <laughs> bad. He's the Cody Graves is not a heel. Heel is in a nasty bad heel. But he's like a sneaky, cheeky heel, you know? He's a good guy. He's nice. I love Cody Graves. I think he's fucking awesome, I do. I've always liked Cody Graves as a wrestler and a commentator. I've got nothing bad to say against Cody Graves. I really haven't. I think he's a nice guy. He's, he's, he's witty. He knows what he's doing. He knows the business. He interviewed Sasha and Bailey, asking him um, who's going to go first at SummerSlam. Bailey said it doesn't really matter. Then Sasha's like, hang on, what do you mean it doesn't really matter? You're trying to say I'm weaker. You know, they, they, start, they are they bickered. And Bailey, apparently Bailey's going to kick off SummerSlam, or I wouldn't say kick off, but she's. Uh, Owen Asuka is going to be the first match between her Sasha, so Bailey versus Sasha, Bailey versus Asuka, and Asuka versus Sasha later on the night. So apparently the Bailey match is going to be first. I assume it's going to start the show because it's going to give Asuka a bit of time to recover. And the Sasha Asuka match will either be the main event, which I doubt, or the match before the end, or somewhere near the end, just to give Asuka a bit of a help. Um, yeah, they argued back and forth. Then could um, be said, look, I'm, I'm not stirring the pot. And then Bailey said, look, we can beat anybody. You know, we have, it doesn't matter who goes first. We can beat anybody in the WWE, anybody in that locker room, anybody backstage right now. Naomi Music hits. She comes down. She said, oh, well, I can kick both your asses. You say nobody can beat you in the same night? Well, I want to do it. Which one do you two want to go first? And Bailey's asked, like, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, we both, and Bailey's like, look, and Bailey said, look, it doesn't really matter. Are we really going to do this? You know, and then she drop kicks on both. Um... Then he started arguing, and Cody Graves said, well, you know, at the end of the day, the only way you can settle this is basically do a beat-the-clock challenge. So, you know, if that is what what what, what it is, then, then we, you know, we're, we're actually fine. But, um... Sorry about that. Some random dogs just kind of come up to me. Um, yeah, so Bailey and Sasha... Uh, they took out uh Cody Grace said be beat the clock, sorry, and they said that's a good idea. So we started off with Sasha versus uh Naomi and basically uh it was pretty good. It was it ended like three minutes and four four forty something. Sasha made Naomi to tap out. Very good back back of forty TV match. Then as soon as Sasha made uh, Naomi tap, Bailey had three minutes and forty to actually beat Na 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 Naomi. Bailey ran in the ring before the match started. She need Naomi straight in the face. She went. She went after her. Um, back and forth match. Na Naomi got the upper, uh, the uh, upper hand. Bailey got the upper hand back. Uh, uh, a few moves. Blah 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 blah. Then out of nowhere, the rear view came. Na Naomi's running big fat ass in the face. Pinned Bailey. Knocked her for six. She pinned her, one, two, three. Sasha on the outside home, all the belts was laughing, smiling, starting the crack, showing Bailey got beat and I didn't. That's why I'm better than her, basically. She smiled. I sent the pictures to Sean and a few of my friends saying, this is where it starts. This is the dissension. This is the angle. This is the storyline, basically. You know, this, this is what, what, what's actually going to happen, you know. 
Bailey, Sasha goes in the ring to confront Bailey because Bailey didn't see Sasha laughing. She tries helping Bailey up. Oscar's music hits. Um, she comes out. She says, "At SummerSlam, I'm gonna be the Empress of Two Belts or something like like that." No, you nobody's ready for, for you two. Ain't gonna be ready for Oscar. Um, Sasha's had enough. She runs out the ring. She goes to attack Oscar on the ramp. Oscar ducks, kicks Sasha in the face. Sasha goes down. Then Oscar runs to the ring where Bailey is still getting up. She kicks Bailey. She kicks Bailey against the bottom rope. She takes out Bailey. Bailey rolls out of the ring. Sasha's. Uh, Asuka celebrates in the middle of the ring, saying, I'm going to win. Her music hits. Bailey walks up the ramp. She looks at her belts. She picks up her tag team title and her SmackDown title from the steps, but she leaves Sasha Banks' tag team title and Raw title in on the ring steps, on, on the ring. And Sasha's still down on the ramp. But Bailey runs straight past her with her belt. She walks to the top of the ramp with her two belts. Sasha's still down on the ramp. Sasha starts to look up at Bailey. Bailey looks at Sasha. She walks down towards Sasha to help pick her up. Basically, like saying, Oh, I, I'm here, like, you know, even though she walked at the top of the ramp and she was was gonna walk away from Sasha. So it's dissension there already. I fucking love it. The, the way they did it last night, I don't appreciate Bailey losing twice because she lost last week as well. And this week, um, making her look a bit weak as a world champion, as a women's champion going into SummerSlam. But we both know what's gonna happen, don't we? If Bailey kicks off against Oscar, Sasha's gonna try and help Bailey win. She probably will. Sa Bailey will retain her title, but we know then Bailey won't return the favour. Sasha loses her Raw title to Oscar because Oscar is not, not going to be on Raw and SmackDown now. It's pointless because she'd have to defend both titles on each show. And as, and as good as that is for the, maybe the ratings a little, a little bit, it's not going to matter. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to really matter what whatsoever. So yeah, fantastic part of the show. I like Corey Graves stirring the pot. Um. You know, stirring the pot, you know, it's a, it's a really good thing thing to go and happen. Do you know what I mean? So, um, that was, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. Um, then we had the Lucha House Party versus Asaro and Shinsuke Nak Nakamura um, for the WWE Raw Tag, uh, sorry, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, very good match, back and forth. You know, the same Lucha moves, the same Lucha things. If that makes sense. Um, very good show. Very good show. What are we on about? Very good match. Back and forth. But we all know. So Shinsuke Nakamura and Sasaro look more like top guys in this match. You know, I, I think the Lucha Brothers, they, uh, they, sorry, the Lucha House Party looked a bit disconnected. You know, they argued it after the match with Kalisto, Graham, Metallic and Lindsay Dorado. But they made, I'm glad they made Sasaro and Shinsuke Nakamura look a bit more you know, they made they made him look a bit more strong. You know, because in recent months they've been tag team champions. We wouldn't assume it. You know, you, you wouldn't assume they tag team champions. But ten, last night they made him look like stars. And I I I'm glad they they won and retained their tag team titles. I'm wondering who, who they're gonna fight next. But yeah, good back 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 and forth match. Um, then we had uh, oh yes 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 we we had Nikki Cross expressing her concern for Alexa Bliss. She basically said Alexa Bliss is still Alexa. She talks the same, she acts the same, but there's something not quite right ab about her. Um, Sonia De Deville and Mandy Rose. Now, this is a bit of a strange thing. Mandy Rose cut a, pr a promo backstage say saying, um, I'm going to fight you with SummerSlam, blah, 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 blah. But then Sonia Deville comes out and said, it's not going to be Havis here no more. It's going to be loser leaves WWE instead. I want to raise the stakes because I don't think you belong in the WWE anymore. So I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe... 
I think Sonia Deville might lose and not come back until the Royal Rumble or at least the Women's Evolution that's rumoured to be in November. So I don't know. So it's no, no longer Mandy Deville versus Sonia. Mandy Deville? <laughs> Sonia Deville versus Mandy Rose. It's no longer hair versus hair. It's basically just going to be, uh, I you know, basically lose, lose or leave the WWE match. That's, ba that's, that's, that's basically it. Um, yes, that's changed. That, that, that was a little bit of a shock. Then we are Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental title. Um, it was good back and forth. Jeff Hardy had a bad knee because AJ Styles took it out at uh, the beginning of the show when Sheamus fought Big, Big E. AJ Styles took a cheap shot. And um, yeah, you know, Jeff Hardy was working with a, a bad leg. Good back and forth match. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was better than it than it, than it should have been. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good, good match. Jeff Hardy hit the Swanton Bomb. One, two, three. Brand new WWE Intercontinental Champion, Jeff Hardy. Proud of him, really. He's come back. He's had chit storylines, but his matches have still been pr pretty good. He deserved it. it Maybe may AJ Styles is Jeff Hardy rematch for SummerSlam or the pre-show. I'm not quite sure. But either way, I was quite shocked that Jeff Hardy was in it. But at the end of the day, I'm glad he won it. Um, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. You know. But, um, you know... I I'm quite shocked it happened, but I was expecting a, a title change possibly on SmackDown because they they got to promote the Thunderdome somehow, haven't they, really? So, you know, I, I was quite shocked, but I, I enjoyed it. Really, really good. Big E said, basically backstage, um, on, on an additional uh, interview, he said uh, the, the Big E's train is going to keep on going and um, he's gonna his win over Sheamus is giving him more confidence and big things are on the horizon. And then we had the strange thing then, the Firefly Funhouse to close out SmackDown. Bray said, you know, he's sorry what he did to Braun earlier. Braun brought all this on, on himself. Um, Braun Strowman, uh, by the way, Bray Wyatt puts his heel glove on. Sorry, his first glove on. He puts it to his head and he says, what took you so long? Braun Strowman comes in straight away into Firefly Funhouse, takes out Bray Wyatt, beats him down, drags him off. Um, it, it, it takes a break. It cuts back to... It takes a break. It comes back. Braun Strowman is beating up Bray Wyatt backstage. Bray Wyatt starts to fight back. Braun Strowman takes him out again. Braun Strowman is above this uh, lift thing, uh, a doorway that's quite high up, uh, like, like a garage. He throws Bray Wyatt off it, falling about, I don't know, six, seven feet. Um, they make it sound as if he's taken him out. He's basically killed him. Um, all EMTs come round him. Check on Bray, Bray Wyatt. He ain't moving. Firefly, uh, Firefly, Funhouse, Bray, Bray Wyatt. He ain't moving whatsoever. And basically, um, you know, they send him off in the ambulance. And when I seen the ambulance, I thought they're going to do the same thing that they did with Kane a few years ago when he was Corporate Kane. He broke his leg. He comes back, stamps his leg down. He's Kane again. And his leg is now not broken. Bray Wyatt gets taken off. He reverses back. He's the fiend. He gets out the ambulance. He is the fiend. Is um, he poked his tongue out? He's laughing like like hell. So basically, Strowman has taken out Fly Five for Funhouse Bray, but he hasn't taken out the, the Fiend. Basically, he's there laughing. Everybody's shocked. What the fuck is going on? And that's basically it. So yeah, that's basically it. So the show goes off the air. The, sh the show goes off the air with um, the Fiend laughing and smiling, saying he's had his retribution. Basically, like Braun Strowman have had his fun. So that's basically it. So yeah, it goes off off the year. It was a pretty good good show. Like I said, the the lighting was good. The booking decisions were quite strange. I didn't guess some of it, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, pretty pretty good though. Overall, it was a pretty good show. 
the Thunderdome lighting was good, the booking was good. It made me look forward to SummerSlam even more. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I can't wait for SummerSlam. NXT 30 is on tonight. I'm looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I just wasn't expecting the Fiend and Strowman stuff to start. And what was it called? Is it something in book? Book ending. Book book ending the start and the end of SmackDown. Pretty damn good. Um, the Fiend just leaves SmackDown laughing and smiling with the red smoke getting him on, on an ambulance. So maybe it's just a SummerSlam Braun Strowman gets thrown into an ambulance. Or he throws an ambulance again. Who knows? But yes, yeah, SmackDown was all right. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out, out of 10. Could have been worse, could have been better. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. So I'll be back tomorrow morning, guys, with the NXT TakeOver 30 review. It should be amazing. It's going to kick ass. I'm looking forward to it. Sorry about the, the rant at, at, the, at the start, but I have to get my point over. So that's the SummerSlam review. I'll speak to you guys tomorrow. Take care of yourselves and each other. Life too short. And wash your hands. Take care, guys. Bye-bye now.